Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. He's got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in for a touchdown. Wow. Reese, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. And welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm John Hendricks alongside here, Terrence Copper. Terrence, how was your Christmas? How are things? And uh, man, let's uh, get the good stuff out of the way. I know Christmas was amazing, man. We uh, we had a good time finally having my son home. Uh, like I said, he's play, he plays football in college, so we really don't get a chance to see him often. But we had a chance to see him for the holidays, so that was perfect. Uh, how about yours? Man, it was good. And, you know, the kids got spoiled. My uh, my son, he's, he turns eight, actually, on Friday. And, um, you know, he asked Santa for a hoverboard and a golf cart. Well, he got one of those things, <laughs> and he's just blown away. At, and I'm just amazed at how him at seven, now about to be eight, can control that thing is just absolutely uh, if I was eight in his position, I don't think I could have. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's good to hear you had a good Christmas, man. Um, you know, I, I know it's, it's a time to kind of rest and relax and a lot of things are happening. The season's down to two weeks now and um, mm-hmm. you got college football playoffs and all this coming up and you got bowl games happening, but man, um, Monday night was Man, that was one of the hardest games I think I've ever had to sit through as the Saints, uh, covering the Saints or watching the Saints. And, you know, probably one of the worst games I've ever seen since 2005. Um, you know, what what do you say against uh, about this game against the Dolphins? 21 players out, Ian Book. I don't think it's fair to, to pass judgment on him after this game. But, you know, give us some uh, initial thoughts on what you saw. My initial thought on it was, you know, I just felt sorry for the team. You know, I, I felt bad for the team because the stuff that was happening, the things that couldn't happen because of all the, you know, everybody's being out or whatever, whether it's an injury or whether it's COVID, you know, it was just, like you said, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And then they were showing showing shots of Coach Payton on the sideline. He's, he's frustrated. You could tell he was frustrated because they just couldn't get anything going, you know. And so it was, it was hard to watch, you know, so – to me, that was my first impression of it. Just, you know, this is just crazy. Right. And and look, I, I think um, when you peel it back, there's a lot of firsts, right? I, I don't ever remember a game where the Saints never made a first down of 12 on third down under Sean Payton. I, I just don't think that's ever happened. That's 164 crazy. yards of offense. You know, Ian Book, I mean, the guy was sacked eight times, but, man, he had a half second throw. You know what I mean? Like, it yep. literally – when you look at it, like, and I get it, he he had some some good moments, I think. I think he had some bad moments. He had some ugly moments. But you, it doesn't matter if you put Drew Brees back there. It doesn't matter who you put back there. It could be peak Peyton Manning. I, I don't care. But mm-hmm. if you don't give your quarterback time to throw and go through the progressions and reads, they're just not going to find any success. And, and offensively, run game was tough to get going. Um, you know, I thought that would have been something that they could have leaned on. We talked about it last week that – you know, get the run game going, protect book. And they didn't do either of those things. Mm-mm, you know, and and it was so bad that especially the second half of the game, around that fourth quarter, it started getting worse. You know, it started getting worse. Uh, 
the sack started piling up, the hits on the quarterback started piling up, you know, so it was just, it, it was bad to, at the start and then it got worse as the game went on, you know, and, and that's how I felt like how it went. But, you know, defensively, I think the defense did as, as good as they could have did. Uh, I think the deep, I mean, the defense didn't play a perfect game, but I mean, I felt like they did, they did what they could do. Uh, I just felt like now uh, when we're catching interceptions, uh, I want to say, I forgot how many picks we caught, but one of the picks we caught, uh, I felt like he needed to get up and try to score off of it. Because to me, I look at, I look at football as a, a true team sport. And when you see your offense is struggling, you know, if, if your offense can't score, your offense can't move the ball, they can't get first downs on third down. Anytime you get a turnover on defense, you got to try to score. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to try to score, you know. So that is the only thing that I felt like uh, with – I forgot how many turns we have, but one of the turnovers, I felt like we could have picked it off and got up and got some extra yards, you know. But, you know, it was just a tough game all the way around. I mean, it was a bad situation to go into, and it was a tough game. It was tough to watch. We're back in better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. You had the two picks from, you had one from Lattimore, and that might have been yep. the one you were talking about, and they yes, also the had Lattimore one from Bradley, Bradley Roby. Yes, I mean, Lattimore had made a heck of a play for sure. He and, did. you know, again, the Dolphins, you look at this team and, their offense was Jalen Waddle. I mean, this guy was all over the place, and they did everything to get him active. I mean, whether it was short stuff, long stuff, runs, it didn't matter. I mean, they yeah. had an answer there, and they knew who they wanted to use, and they did it in a big way. And, look, I give the Saints defense credit. They did what they could to keep him into it. And, mm -hmm. you know, they got some pressure there. You know, Kim Jordan get a couple of sacks. Marcus Davenport looked good. But, you know, look, you're down to the practice squad players. You didn't have your starting linebackers. And, and I still think the defense did a good job. But, yeah. you know, then you, you just look at it and in the grand scheme of it, it doesn't hurt completely. I mean, a win would have been better because it had been better in the positioning for the playoff race. But now you're down to two games in the season. They're both NFC South opponents. You got the Panthers at home and the Falcons on the road to close out the year. And, you know, again, you just – you hope – I mean, it's trending in the right direction. You're getting some players off of the COVID list. And, and it's crazy because after we recorded last week, I added a few things in there because we ended up having nine players go on the list and then it was up to 21. <laughs> so it was just insane because of how, how quickly things could change in the NFL now. Yeah. And you make, you hit a good point uh, when it comes to Miami Dolphins, they did an amazing job of getting him the ball, getting wide out the ball, uh, moving him around, uh, like I said, run plays, put them in the slot, just getting the ball. And, and honestly, you got to take your hat off to the Dolphins. Uh, even though the Saints, uh, we were going through what we were going through, but the Dolphins are on, what, a, a seven-game win streak? Mm -hmm. Seven or eight-game win streak? They have – they started out one and seven. Somehow they have figured something out offensively, 
or defensively, just as a team, they figured it out. And now they're reaping the benefits from it. Uh, I don't know what they figured out. I don't know what they was doing wrong the first eight weeks. But now it seems like they're clicking and they figure something out because they're on the roll right now. So the, the Dolphins did a great job of, of taking the game and winning the game because at the end of the day, you still got to go out there and play the game. You know, so uh, you got to take your hats off to the Dolphins. Those guys are playing great right now, regardless of the Saints situation that they that we was going through. They're playing good football right now. So I, I will be interested to see what the Dolphins do moving forward if they can get in the playoffs as well. Yeah, and I'm a Brian Flores fan. You know, I, I, I picked them earlier at the beginning of the year. I thought they would do a lot better. I think a lot of people did, especially because of the last year that they had. But, you know, Brian Flores seems to get the most from his players, too. Not to saying that, you know, other coaches don't, but just something about it seems like Miami, they want to play for him and they want to fight hard. And, you know, for you to come back after a one and seven hole, I mean, many people just, they wrote you off after that, right? And I mean, yeah. for their team to come that. back, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, you look at it, it's like there's no way this is going to happen, but this is the NFL. It's week to week, you know, everybody says one game at a time and that's all you can do is string together wins and then build upon it and getting. And, and, you know, again, the saints were in a similar situation when they played the jets after mm-hmm. losing five straight. And then they built on that and beat the bucks. And then this is, I don't want to say a setback, but you know, I want to go back to something here. And I think it's the big thing is, is Ian book and his performance. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people I've seen, have been so quick to rush to judgment and say, well, this guy's not the future. He's not this and that. And Sean Payton said, you can't really evaluate this performance and, and such. So uh, where do you lie on this? Do you think um, that's, that's fair? Or do you think that people are just reading too much into it? What do you think about his performance? And does it even matter? You know, you know what? It's, it's hard for me to say this, but I'm going to say it because in the NFL, you, do, you don't get passes in the NFL. You don't get passes for playing a bad game or anything like that because at the end of the day, the NFL is based off wins and losses. And when it comes to individual performances, it comes off how you grade out. What are you doing good? What are you doing bad? But for this game right here, Book gets a pass. You know, he gets a pass, and I think everybody, all the fans, should allow him to get this pass. Uh, We're down to our fourth-string quarterback, you know, down to our fourth-string quarterback a ton of adversity we're going through. This guy really had no chance going into this game. Uh, he had no chance to be successful. Of course, I mean, the game plan is, is what the game plan is going to be, but just the way the things were stacked up against him, he was just in a bad situation. You know, so I feel like, like Coach Payton said, you can't evaluate him off this game. You can't do it. You know, it's, it's, the situation is just too bad to be able to hang your hat on if this guy is the future or if he's not the future. I mean, he, he didn't have a fighting chance. So he gets a pass. And like I said, I'm not a guy that gives a lot of passes when it comes to the NFL because it's a cut and dry league. It's a cut and dry league. But he definitely gets a pass uh, for this game right here. Yeah, and, and it's just for the life of me. I, I just don't – it's so tough because the Saints were so dominant at home, and they ha- usually have been, even those years where they went 7-9, and nine, in 2012, 2014, 2016, you know, it's just, it's been so hard to watch. And, you know, now we're looking at it, this offense hasn't scored a touchdown in two games. And, you know, again, the Panthers are coming into town and, um, you know, their season, it, man, so much has changed since week two when the Saints had all those coaches out and, you know, really Joe Brady was was killing it. Sam Darnold was like, man, this is going to be the offensive player of the year, MVP, all this craziness. And, 
just mm-hmm. shows you how you can't throw all those crazy hot takes out at the beginning of the year. But, you know, they're on their fourth straight losing season. The Saints have to have this game. Um, you know, already it's it's tough because the league changed their COVID protocols again. So Marcus Williams, not probably not necessarily out for this game. But again, he's gone back on the list. But they've already gotten 13 players back from the COVID list, including, you know, guys like Malcolm Jenkins, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, those types of things. So. I think their quarterback situation will be much better going into the weekend. I think their offensive line situation will be better going into the weekend, but man, you don't have your starting tackles and you haven't had them in a long time, but you know, I think the concern is Teron Armstead. You look at his contract next season. You don't know what's going to happen there. Ryan Ranchek, he just paid a lot of money. I think that's been more concerning to me is the fact that he's been dealing with knee injury. He had, it wasn't placed on a IR still been hovering around, but he's not back yet. So, uh, you know, again, Carolina is a team that's having to deal with some of their things. Sam Darnold's going to start this game, but obviously I expect to see Cam Newton in some snaps too. But, you know, what's the what's the key here for the Saints to, to kind of really get back into this? Because, you know, you can't worry about all these other things for other teams and other scenarios, and we can go through those. But, you know, what do the Saints have to do to just get a win? Because they've been bad at home. You know, exact. That's the first thing that I wish we wasn't playing at home, uh, because <laughs> truthfully, and, and I know it sounds weird, but we're not playing well at home this year. Uh, you just said it. We're not playing. We're not playing well at home. So first thing, I wish we was playing on the road, uh, because for some reason this year right here we play a lot better on the road than we do at home. Uh, I think getting some guys back healthy, uh, getting guys off the protocol, uh, I think it's going to help us out tremendously. Should we beat this Carolina team? Yes, we should win. We should win this game. Uh, I don't know what Sam Darnold is going to look like coming back, uh, his first game back. You know, I would, you would think that he's not going to come back hitting on all cylinders, especially with the type of t- uh, team this team has. Uh, the Carolina has. They're they're not playing good football right now. Like I said, they're going through their own situations. Uh, I think the Saints got to get back to what, to what we did best, and that was playing good defense which I think defensively we kind of been – we're more consistent defensively than we are offensively. I think we got to get back to running the ball. We get back to the play-action game and relying on our defense. We're only going to go as far as our defense is going to take us. I mean, because at the end of the day, we can sit here and we can we can uh, have high hopes for, you know, our offense going to carry us and different things like that. Well, no, our offense is not going to carry us. I think I'm over – I'm out of la-la land thinking that our offense is going to carry us to, to where we need to get to. It's our defense, uh, and I think we always knew that. So offensively, we just need our offense to, to control the game and not turn it over, and let's, and let's run the ball as well as we can, and let's get the play-action game going. But at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to all come down to our defense, how our defense plays. And our defense is capable of you know, taking the rest of the season you know, it, to where we need to take it. So it's not a lot of pressure on the defense. I think they just got to continue to do what they've been doing and also continue to get better. But offensively, we just can't mess it up. We got we to gotta control the clock. Uh, let's run the ball and let's, and let's make plays when we need to make them. But we don't have to be all world offensively. We just got to make sure we don't lose the game. Yeah, they don't have to be perfect. Again, this is the thing is if you can get – some touchdown drives going early. And that's the biggest thing is just get some drives going, put some points on the board and then get some confidence. You know, you're not asking for them to go, 
you know, Taysom Hill to go 10 of 10 on his first drive and lead a, a 10 play 80 yard drive and get into the nope. end zone. I mean, you don't need that. You mm-hmm. don't need that the whole game. You just need to be able to put some points up on the board because again, I feel like if you can get this team to get 20 or more, it helps the defense out a lot and they can play some of their best football and, and I get it, you know, struggles have been hard and it's going to take you to cause you to take a look. And I get there's so many factors, but again, Sean Payton's talked about it all year and the players, same thing. It doesn't matter. No excuse. Nobody feels sorry for us. Nobody cares. There's 21 players on the COVID list. You're still having to play a game. You know, there's still stuff that you have to do. And again, these are professional players. There is no mm-hmm. tanking mentality. You know, this nope. is just not it. Some players are playing for their next contract. I mean, there's just a lot that rides on these final two games. Oh, and yeah. again, they still have a shot to get in the playoffs. I mean, you're, you're looking at four teams right now. You got the Falcons at Bills. Bills can win that one, and, and that would help out the Saints. Um, you got the Eagles at, at Washington. If if Washington, some Washington, who's still fighting a playoff position, if they can somehow win, that helps out a lot. You got the Texans and 49ers. You know, 49ers is struggling a little bit, and Texans are playing really good right now. If they mm-hmm. can win, that helps the Saints. And then you got the Vikings at the Packers. So, and the Packers are trying to make sure that they lock up that number one seed. So, there are a lot of meaningful games that can help out the Saints team. But again, that's a pie in the sky thing. It doesn't matter if you don't win this football game against the Panthers. And I'll just be honest. I, I think you look at some of the struggles Carolina's had and, you know, again, it's, it's kind of on Matt rule. If they still had Joe Brady around, I think they would have a lot more of a chance and opportunity, not saying that they don't, but mm-hmm. just things haven't gone their way this season. And so much has changed that again, I feel like the saints, all they have to do is just enough to, to get this win. And then really the big test is going to be at Atlanta in the final week. Definitely. And like I say, you, you continue to hit it on the head. Uh, all those other games doesn't matter if you don't take care of business. If you don't take care of your job, do your job and get these wins. It don't matter. But I have another question that's always been in the back of my mind and plaguing me. Do next year, going into next year, and I know we're still in this year, but do we do we draft a quarterback? Do we go out and try to find another quarterback? Or with the quarterback that we have, because this year we've been by committee, do you feel like that Coach Payton and the Saints, do we feel like that we have a good quarterback situation? Or do we try to draft a quarterback or try to find one in free agency? What is your thought on that? Well, I tell you this, I would hate for them to go out and draft somebody. I would absolutely hate it. You know, I think given how things pan out, you know, I think a lot of players have been linked. You know, people talk about Deshaun Watson, talk about Russell Wilson. They talk about Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay. Russell Wilson is probably the best quarterback that could be on the move right now. Do the Saints have enough firepower to get him? I don't know. It's possible, but they're also going to have to take on that contract. I don't know. I I think the right answer, I would be in favor of of Jameis Winston coming back. But at the same time, I would not expect to be him to be ready by week one, week two, week three. So you're still going to roll into a situation where right now you have Taysom Hill on the on under contract. He's got incentives to be able to play quarterback. You're going to have Ian book. You could bring back Trevor Simeon or you could upgrade it back up. You can get a better veteran potentially. Not that Trevor hasn't played well or anything along that lines, but you could do that. But, you know, Jameis is a guy that you can come back and get on on the cheap or any team could. Um, But at the same time, I also think that other teams are going to be interested. I mean, Pittsburgh's about to lose Ben Roethlisberger. They're going to be in the market for a quarterback. I think there are a lot of teams that are going to be in that market. So for me to just sit here and say, well, Russell Wilson's the answer. They're going to trade everything, sell the farm when they have 
priorities like Marcus Williams are going to have to deal with. They're going to have to deal with Teron Armstead's contract. They're going to have to be players and free agency because I don't care who comes in at quarterback. You still need upgrades at wide receiver. You still need upgrades at tight end. You still have got to have a killer plan on the offensive line because of what's happened this year. So I don't see him drafting a quarterback. I think the, the logical choice in me is that, you know, given how Jameis is, is doing so well here until that unfortunate injury, I think they can bring him back. I think that's what likely happens. Ideally, I, I don't, I don't know that you don't make a play for Russell Wilson or somebody like that. I just feel like that would be something amazing to see, but Again, that's a lot of things that Seattle's going to have to deal with. But, you know, that's just probably how I see it. I don't say draft a quarterback. I think you're going to be better spent on other places and then just bring back probably what you have. I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, since you since you put it that way, I definitely understand that. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was my thought on it. You know, I just didn't. I just didn't know if we just – I know receiver-wise we don't have enough. We definitely need some more receivers on the team. Uh, I think the guys that we have out there are doing a good job or doing the best they can do. Uh, but I think you still have to upgrade it at the receiver position. Yeah, and, I mean, you look at – I mean, again, we talked about it after the Dallas game. I mean, how jealous are you when you see Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup? And then that's their top three, and you stack up the Saints' <laughs> top three. Even if you had Michael Thomas in there, it's still a huge fall-off. And – you know, I know Deontay Harris has played well and Marquez Callaway has played well, but Traquan Smith's the free agent wide receiver. I don't know if he's done enough to get a, a big contract or payday to come back, but, you know, he's a free agent that you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do with. But, you know, I, Gallup's a guy that's going to be a free agent. You know, I, I think there's so many wide receiving cores that have so much talent right now on their, these rosters and the Saints are just so deficient there. And, I don't think Michael Thomas coming back is going to work alone. You know, I like what they had last year with Emmanuel Sanders and him. They had so many injuries. I mean, this, this team has dealt with so many crazy injuries and so many crazy problems. It's, it's kind of just sickening when you think about it. But, you know, there are areas they're going to have to upgrade. And I think it's more on the offensive side of the ball because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, nobody probably says it or nobody's going to admit it or anything, but I know Sean Payton's just probably pulling his hair out because he can't get things done <laughs> offensively right now. Exactly. And, and I think there was a struggle and I think the struggle was coming this year, you know, again, with, with no Drew Brees in there. And again, I think this is a team and a crossroads kind of like what the Patriots were last year when they lost Tom Brady and they got to figure out some things, assess what they have, where they're at, and then figure out the best course of action from there. Yeah, and and honestly, I think this year, if we can get to the playoffs, if we can get into the playoffs, you almost have to, you almost have to look at Coach Payton as Coach of the Year. Honestly, you have a you have some other coaches, uh, Chuck. He just played another team that they coach should be up for Player of the Year for Coach of the Year if they get into the playoffs. Miami coach, uh, and also with Coach Payton. I mean, I, I understand right now this season has been up and down nothing consistent, but giving the things that the Saints have to go through. Uh, and like you just said, losing Drew Brees, you know, because when you lose your your franchise quarterback uh, to retirement, that next year going in is usually a rebuilding year uh, because you're just not going to have a guy like Drew Brees leave your organization and you just continue to roll like that. It's very, I mean, it could happen, but it's very hard to happen. It's very seldom to happen. Then you throw the COVID cases, injuries on top of that. And if the Saints somehow manage to still make the playoffs, playing with their third and fourth string quarterback, 
you know, you didn't, you don't really think about it like that, but think of the coaching job that you have to do in order to still make the playoffs with all this adversity that's going on, you know? So like I said, if they can get to the playoffs, you know, I would not be surprised if he's not voted coach of the year because of the stuff he's going through to get there. Yeah. I, and I wish they took that stuff into consideration, but again, it's, it's all about who has the best record and stuff. And I think they should change their mindset on that type of thing. Oh, yeah. Because we look at the wins and if you do that, then it's gotta be green Bay. Right. I mean, that's probably where you're mm -hmm. looking at when their situation or, you know, on the other side, but, you know, I think coaches like Frank Reich should get, some some real love right now and the job he's doing with the Colts. I mean, Bill Belichick yeah. and the job and return around he's done with the Patriots. I mean, it's it's, yep. it's almost it sucks because only one can win, but there's so many good things that coaches have done. And again, when things don't go well, you can turn into a Matt Nagy or Matt Rule or whoever you want to call it right now. It's kind of in the, the basement, right? But you know, I, I just look. I I, I think there has been a lot of good things you've seen from Sean Payton this season and. You know, again, to be even in this position, because I, I remember some people picked these, this team to go like five and 12 or four and 13. Jameis was an mm -hmm. absolute excuse or, you know, he's not the answer. And he came out swinging and, and figuring things out. And I think that's the, the biggest thing that Saints fans cling to is the fact that, you know, with Jameis, they had things cooking, you know, and, and yep. everything. And it's unfortunate that he went down. And, you know, you're just sitting here thinking if you're a Marvel fan, it's the what if scenario, you know, what if series, if Jameis didn't get hurt, where would this team be? If Michael Thomas was even back in the lineup, where would this team be? I mean, there's just so many different things that you just look at for this entire situation. But, you know, again, the bottom line, still two games left on the year. You still have a chance to make the playoffs. And again, we've talked about it, Terrence, if they could just get in. I think they can surprise some people. And yeah, you might have to draw Dallas in the first round. You might have to draw, you know, one of these heavily favored teams that, that may beat you down. But I think, again, you look at if this team and this defense was to play Dallas a second time, it would be completely different, you know? And, and so again, we'll see how it pans out, but you know, the NFC, if they play Tampa again, you know, or whoever it is, I, I still think the Saints are a team people don't want to see in the postseason for whatever reason, if, if they can just, just get in there. I think they can really do something, but that's a tall task right now. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. Uh, just getting to the playoffs, that would be huge. But if you think about it, if you have an opportunity to get to the playoffs and the last two teams you have to play is Atlanta and Carolina, you will take that every day of the week. You will take it every day of the week compared to like looking at their records and what they're going through, the other teams they're going through. You know, so to me, the Saints are in the best position they can be in right now. Given everything that they went through, they still are in a great position because of, just because of the two teams they have left that they have to beat to get in. You know, of course, they may need some help, but I would take these two games every day of the week. If this, like, listen, if you beat these two teams, your chance of getting the playoffs is is whatever percentage it is. I'm going to take these two teams every day of the week. I mean, these are two teams that you want to play these last two games to get in. Yeah. And so, I mean, let's, let's just talk about a couple of areas. You know, if New Orleans beats Carolina on Sunday, it's because of ABC. What are those things? They control the ball. Clock management. They're controlling it. Uh, we're running the ball. Uh, we got to get our run game back on back on 
back on track and we're not turning the ball over and we're not having a bunch of penalties. I know those things sound cliche when it comes to how to win these football games, but everything, I mean, it's the same, you know, you got to win third down. You can't, you definitely can't go 0 for 13 on third down. You got to do, you got to do pretty well on third down. You got to control the clock. We got to control the ball in order to control the ball and the clock. You got to run the ball, you know? So all these things, the recipe for, for wins is honestly the recipe to beat any team. If you can do those things, control the ball, control, control the clock, run the ball, not turn the ball over and not beat yourself with penalties. You know, you can really beat any team out there, you know? So to me, that is the recipe to beat Carolina. That is the recipe that we need to have for the rest of the season, because truthfully our playoffs start this week. Yep. It's the playoffs. Yep. I mean, it's a matter of execution. That's all it is, is execution. Yep. That's the only thing. And you don't even have to execute it 100%, 90 or 80. I mean, if you can get 60 to 70% execution offense, I think you can win this game. Just because yep. defensively, you don't have to worry about a Christian McCaffrey. You know that Sam Darnold's already struggling right now. You know Cam Newton, Cam Newton when he comes in. You just kind of know some of these tendencies. So, again, just put together some drives. Don't shoot yourself in the foot and just go out there and execute. And you can get on and get through this game, worry about everything else that happens. You know, again, you've got Eagles – I'm sorry, Eagles in uh, Washington, a noon game. This game got moved back to 325, and you got Falcons at Bills. You know, and, again, if the Falcons somehow pull this off and they're jostling for playoff position or even if they aren't, you know, they could flex that week 18 game because they you remember they got to they can move two of those games onto Saturday because of the new flex cut policies and all that. So it's crazy that we won't know until after the game's over. But yeah, <laughs> look, I don't think it's hard. Not that nobody's taking Carolina seriously, but again, you just know you look at this team stacked up to the others with getting these players back from COVID and all this other stuff. As long as they can just go out and execute, I feel good about them. I'd take them to win. I don't know offensively what they're gonna do. I'm gonna say set the ceiling a little bit lower. I'm going to say they're going to win like maybe a, a 23, 23 to 14 type of win. That's kind of where I think, I think 20 points is probably a, a modest prediction. Um, and I hate saying that, but you know, again, I don't see them rattle off 30 or 40 points in this one. I think it's a 23, 14 win defense does some good things. You're going to see some stalled and ugly football, but I think I got enough to win this game. And, and look, and I, and I take a little, a little less than that. I'm going 17, 14 saints. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> can't, I, I can't just take those heartbreakers, Terrence. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just think offensively. I mean, we're we're not that prolific team offensively yet. Not this year. We're not. You know, so I I don't. I think we win this game, but I think it's seventeen fourteen Saints. Okay. Well, the important thing is again, we picked the Saints, and I don't think I don't even know if we picked against them this entire year. And then just I just think I did. I you think might, I yeah, you did. You did. You did pick the Packers one, so. game. Yep, and I took them that one, but, you know, I've got egg on my face ever since I'm all, most all those other ones, but, yeah, no, I feel you on that one, but, um, you know, again, it's just the being around and seeing what these players are about and just all this other stuff. I just – I feel they got the talent. I feel they've got the things that they can do it. They just got to go out and execute, and that's been the problem. And, again, we'll see how it all boils down, but, man, uh, I'll tell you, you know, I've had an outstanding year with you, Terrence. It's been a blessing to be on Believe with you and – just having a great 2021 man and 2022 is right around the corner. I can officially say that because I jumped a gun last week, but (laughs) 
man. I just uh, really appreciate all your insight and just everything going on, man. So any uh, parting shots, thoughts, remarks? You got any good New Year's resolutions you're going to work on? You know what, John? I can kind of echo what you just said. You know, I, I appreciate uh, everything you're doing for for Believe, uh, for the Saints, your professionalism. Your professionalism. Uh, so I really enjoyed working with you this year, man, and I look forward to for many years to come. Uh, but yeah, but New Year's, I don't have anything going on. Just hoping yeah. to be safe and healthy. That's right. Yep, that's it. Stay safe and stay healthy, guys. That's uh, a lot of craziness going on right now, but that's the most important thing is take care of yourself and, you know, just replicate and do to others what you'd want to have done to yourself, right? So, guys, we just want to thank you again for tuning in. Definitely check out Believe in Saints. Check out our website. Give our pod a like, download, subscribe. All that fun stuff. And we want to thank Bet Online for producing today's show. Thanks, guys. We'll talk at you next week in 2022. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.